أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation In this episode we are going to speak about repentance At-Tawbah Repenting and being repentant for our mistakes and bad actions is something that is natural for every Muslim Because as normal people we are fallible, making mistakes is something that is quite natural. But while that is the case, these mistakes and sins can affect our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for that reason the believer seeks repentance and seeks to say sorry for the wrong actions that they have done. Repentance is on different levels depending on the extent that somebody is watching over themselves. And depending on how important that relationship between Allah and his servant is for the believer. There are different levels of repentance. A person can repent for a wrong action in terms of a sin or a mistake. They can repent from an evil intention. They can repent from an evil state. They can repent for an inappropriate mindset. And so on and so forth. But the important thing is that the believer should always be on the path of improving themselves. And as such, as they improve, they repent for the way that they were in the previous station. In Mizan al-Hikmah, the first subsection in this section speaks about the enjoyment of repenting. It starts with a Quranic verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, It is he who accepts the repentance of his servants and excuses their misdeeds and knows what you do. The Holy Prophet sallallahu is reported to have said, Repentance erases what precedes it. And he sallallahu is also reported to have said, He who repents for his sin is like one who has no sin. So as you can see here, repentance has an effect and that effect is that it washes away and purifies the person from the sins that they have committed. Repentance is an effective remedy. Repentance is an effective way of wiping out those things that we're ashamed of. And it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that accepts that repentance. And that is why the believer uses repentance. The believer feels sorry for what they have done and they turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they repent for what they have done. And their hope is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that which they have done is cleansed for them, is wiped away from their account. Imam Ali alayhi salam is reported to have said, Repentance purifies the hearts and washes away the sins. The next subsection talks about the status of the one who repents. It again starts with a Quranic verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Indeed Allah loves the penitent and loves those who keep clean. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those people that turn towards him and repent. And he also loves those people that are on the journey of self-rectification, that are on the journey of self-purification. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, There is nothing more beloved to Allah than a penitent believer, man or woman. So this is the station of somebody who is repentant, somebody who is truly sorry for what they've done and is seeking to become better through turning back and repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for their previous actions. Such a person is the most beloved person in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Holy Prophet sallallahu is also reported to have said, Every son of Adam is a sinner, but the best of them are the penitent ones. So in this hadith, the Holy Prophet sallallahu makes it very clear that everybody makes mistakes. The actual word that has been translated as sinner in the phrase every son of Adam is a sinner is the word khatta'. Khatta'. Is somebody who makes lots of mistakes Not necessarily sins as we sometimes define them as acts of haram Mistakes are much wider than just sins They are also mistakes that are not sins within themselves 
So again, pointing to the different levels of repentance, that repentance doesn't always have to be just for a sin. It can also be for different kinds of mistakes according to the level of the believer and according to the level of their self-purification. So the Holy Prophet ﷺ in this hadith clarifies that everybody makes mistakes. But the best of the people that make mistakes are the people that are penitent for them. The people that seek rectification for those sins and apologize for those sins. In the next hadith, the Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Allah rejoices for the repentance of his servant more than the barren rejoices for having a child, and more than the lost one who finds his way, and more than the thirsty one who finds water. So again, this is expressing the station of the repentant in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it should act as an encouragement towards repentance. A person shouldn't feel that if they've done something wrong, that the door is shut and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept their repentance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased by the repentance of a person who is penitent. And these hadith are an encouragement for everybody that feels that they've done anything wrong to turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that he can wipe the slate clean for them. The next subsection talks about the sign of a penitent person. The Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, There are four signs to the penitent person. Sincerity in his work for the sake of Allah, avoiding misdeeds, adhering to what is right, and eagerness for what is good. So a person that has repented for the sake of Allah ﷻ has these four characteristics as described by the Holy Prophet ﷺ. Imam Ali is reported to have said, describing the penitent ones, They planted the trees of their sins before their eyes and hearts, and watered them with the water of remorse. Thus they produced safety for them, and left them with contentment and dignity. That is that the repentant person does not ignore their sins, does not ignore their mistakes. Rather they put those mistakes and sins in front of their eyes, and they repent for them, sincerely, with the water of remorse. And because of that action, that produces safety for them in the hereafter and they can continue their journey with contentment and dignity. Imam Zayn al-Abideen is reported to have said in his intimate supplication, Place us among those, and then the dua continues, who extinguish the fire of desires by shedding the water of repentance and wash the plates of ignorance with the purity of the water of life. The next subsection talks about the acceptance of repentance. In the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, It is he who accepts the repentance of his servants and excuses their misdeed. And Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam is reported to have said, A man who is blessed with repentance will not be deprived of his acceptance. And a man who is blessed with seeking forgiveness will not be deprived of forgiveness. So this is a beautiful hadith that should bring hope to the believer. And that is that when they feel repentant and they repent, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater than to induce that feeling of repentance within a servant and then not forgive them or not accept their repentance. And so when a person feels that feeling of asking for forgiveness and asks for forgiveness, they will be forgiven. And when a person is repentant and feels that repentance and turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that repentance and forgives those sins when the believer asks for forgiveness. This is the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what a merciful Lord does. The next subsection talks about when repentance is accepted. It again starts with the verse of the Holy Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, But acceptance of repentance is not for those who go on committing misdeeds. When death approaches any of them, he says, I repent now. Nor is it for those who die while they are faithless. So here you can see there are two categories of people whose repentance is not accepted. 
The first group is those people who continue to commit sins without seeking to rectify themselves during their lifetime. Rather, when they realize that death is upon them and that there is no chance for them to continue committing those same sins, they make a verbal attestation to repent for what they have done. That kind of lip service is a kind of repentance that is not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second type of repentance which is not accepted is the repentance of the people who die without faith. It is a believer that is forgiven for their sins and mistakes. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, A man who repents before he sees the angel of death, Allah will accept his repentance. So in this hadith there is further clarification of what is meant by the time of death and death approaching somebody. Imam al-Baqir is reported to have said, When the soul reaches this and pointed to his throat, there will not remain a chance to repent for the knowledgeable man, but there will remain a chance for the ignorant one. Imam al-Ridha is reported to have said, when he was asked about the reason for Allah's drowning the Pharaoh after he believed in him and attested to his oneness, replied, because he believed after he saw the wrath of Allah, and belief at such a time is not accepted. So a person has to repent before the very last second, and it is worthwhile for believers to regularly repent in their day-to-day -day lives. The next subsection talks about remorse being repentance. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Remorse is repentance. And Imam Ali ﷺ is reported to have said, Remorse for a sin counts as seeking forgiveness. And he ﷺ is also reported to have said, Remorse of the heart offsets the sin. So as we can see from these ahadith, repentance doesn't necessitate the verbal expression of repentance. As long as you are truly sorry for what you have done, that is repentance in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As long as you truly seek to improve yourself and to not return towards those things that were wrong, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that repentance. And this is the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. It is that inner remorse that offsets the sins. The next subsection talks about appropriate confession of one's sins. And here of course confession doesn't mean confiding those sins to someone else like it does according to some sects in the Christian tradition. Rather, it is your own acknowledgement of your sins to yourself. The confession here can also be translated as acknowledgement of a person's own sins. In the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, There are others who have confessed to their sins, having mixed up righteous conduct with other that was evil. Maybe Allah will accept their repentance. So this Quranic verse is speaking about a group of people who acknowledge their sins and acknowledge that they have mixed good and bad deeds. Insha'Allah, Allah will forgive their sins and will accept their repentance. Imam Ali salam is reported to have said, A sinner who confesses to his sin is better than an obedient man who brags about his deed. So acknowledging your sins is better than boasting about your good deeds. Imam al-Baqir is reported to have said, By Allah, none will be safe from his sin except one who admits it. So in order for a person to be able to repent and wash away that sin, they have to admit to themselves that they have committed a sin in the first place. At times, people are not repentant for certain things that they do because they feel like they have done nothing wrong. And if that feeling of having done nothing wrong is born out of certain vices such as arrogance or being egotistical, then a person will not be safe from the sin that they have endured because they will not repent from doing it. So the first stage is for a person to confess to themselves that they've done something wrong. And that doesn't entail them embarrassing themselves in front of other people and telling everybody that they've done something wrong. Rather, it is being honest with oneself and being true to oneself. 
and there is no harm sometimes in taking a little precaution as well and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you from all types of sin the ones that you recognize and the ones that you don't Imam al-Baqir alayhi salam is reported to have said by Allah Allah wants but two traits to be present in people to acknowledge his favors so that he may increase them and to confess their sins so that he may forgive them so here Imam al-Baqir alayhi salam summarizes two attitudes that a person should have the first acknowledgement they should have is the acknowledgement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favors and bounties upon them. And if they are able to acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favors and bounties, then he will increase them. And that is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for his servants. And the second trait is that they have to acknowledge their sins. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants that for his servants because he wants to forgive them from those sins. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always wants the best for his servants. Inshallah in the next episode we will continue the topic of repentance wa sallallahu ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin